Hey, you. Yes, sir, ma'am. Stop what you're doing. Because right now, you need to be listening to Business SOS. Yep, Business Stories of Success, where we interview successful business owners for successful business owners. How do they make it happen? How do they keep it going? Join us with your host and business advisor, Mark Adams. Hello, hello, hello. You're with Mark Adams at Next Level Business Advisors, and I'm happy to be joined with Miss Candace Joseph of the Joseph Consulting Firm in Houston, Texas. I'm going to give you all a little hint, though. It's just as cold over there as it is in New Jersey. <laughs> but anyway, welcome, welcome. How are you? I'm doing well. Staying warm. I can definitely say you that. Staying warm. Okay. Yeah, I got my heat up to 75 in the office. I like to stay crispy. <laughs> but I'm glad to have you. I'm so excited that we're going to get a few minutes to, to chat today. So before we get all into the dirty details, let me just ask you a quick question. Did I get the name of the business right? Joseph Consulting Firm. That is correct. All right. So then tell us a little bit about you and your business. What do you do? Oh, you want the 30 second pitch? Let's, no, I'll take it. I love it. All right. My name is Candice Joseph. I am the chief executive officer of the Joseph Consulting Firm, where we help entrepreneurs and nonprofit organizations you know, make all their dreams come true from A to Z. I have 17 entrepreneurs that work with me and we are a powerhouse team that can get everything done that you need in one location. I'm also the radio host of the Business Knowledge Broker Hour with Candace Joseph on High Value Music Radio, where we highlight the jewels of entrepreneur and nonprofit space because, you know, they need visibility too. And in my spare time, I play chess. How about you? Drop the mic. If I didn't have it on the stand, I would drop the mic. Because let me tell you something, okay? I'm going to just tell you right now. I've been recording these episodes for a bit. Got a lot lined up. No one has given me a pitch like that. That is awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, she just dropped her first gem for us today, right? If you own a business, you need to be able to effectively convey who you are and what you do. And I'm not telling you folks like, um, I'm doing it right because I sure ain't. If you ask me what I do, I'd be like a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Thank you, Candace, for the first gem. Get my pitch right. Con con accurately. That was absolutely beautiful. So you told me that you're your CEO of your yeah. firm. We know the role you play and what you do. And you have a um, radio show. That's correct. Right. Now that's popping. So, um, Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have to get some details of that and make sure and put that in our in our contact information as well. But we're going to ask you for a few things for people to find you like this is that housekeeping stuff. First, what's your website name? What's your phone number? How do we reach you? Ah, so the website is www.josephconsultingfirm.com. You can call me on the phone and more than likely I will always answer the business line. It's 713-425-0510. And, you know, you can hit me up at Candice Joseph on social media and uh, Joseph Consulting Firm on all platforms, including LinkedIn. And the radio show is the BKBH. So that's the Business Knowledge Broker with Candice Joseph on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. All right. All right. I'm going to have to... Um... 
slow this down when I will listen to this a second time so I can find that radio show. I found it one time, but I'm lame when it comes to getting on Facebook and finding things a second time. You ever have that issue? You find it one time and you can never find it again. So I've got to I've got to oh, yeah. get that locked in because I've heard your show and you were popping. So I'm excited when people get to hear that as well. So let me ask you, Candice, how long have you been in business? I have uh, I've done the work for over 10 years uh, in regards to like uh, putting it all together and deciding to finally advertise and not just rely on word of mouth. I started in 2016. Okay, awesome. And up until that time, uh, I, was, I was solo, solopreneur, and I finally formed a team in 2019. So ever since I decided to form a team, it's been, it's, it's been go time. I can just say that. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So I want to, I want to, and I have my set questions that I ask everybody, but I want to dig when I find value uh, in a statement, I like to just dig if that's okay. Yeah. All right. So you started as a solopreneur, like most people do. Mm-hmm. What uh, caused you or moved you to say, let me build a team? Can you share that with us? Well, I needed sleep and <laughs> <laughs> I needed sleep. You know, I mean, I was going all day, you know, uh, I'm a person, I'm an early riser, I read in the morning, uh, I meditate, and then I get to work. But I found myself working at one, two o'clock, you know, in the morning the next day. And it would be anything from websites to business plans to writing grants, creating apps. And I was like, okay, I'm not getting any rest. And, you know, my social life took a a nosedive. And I said, okay, uh, I need more sleep because how can I be effective to people if I'm not at my best? So I sought out other entrepreneurs. I started with my friends, of course, friends and family. And then I sought out other entrepreneurs that were uh, experts in their niche, but they were all the essentials of what business owners and nonprofits need in order to operate. So from there, I just put a team together of, people that can handle everything from, you know, our logo, where our slogan is your idea, our plan, your success. So all we need is your idea. You know, that. Yeah, because we're going to create you a a winning plan. And I I call it the blueprint. I'm gonna create you a blueprint from A to Z. And the genius of it is you never have to leave out of our office suite in order to get it all done. So if you need business, a business plan written out, we can do that. You need financial planning. We got someone that's going to do that. They're also going to look over your personal bills, tell you where you're spending too much money, you know, personally, where you can be invested in your business, logo design, graphic design, photography, videography, editing, apps. You know, we have wellness coach, life coaches. We have strategic planners, branding experts, all that as part of the team. Like I wow, said, the I love it. I love it. So let me ask you about you specifically in this, um, this consortium, right? It's a consortium of experts. Do I have that right? Yeah. All right. So what makes you the expert in your specific field? Experience, life, knowledge. You know, I was one of those people that at 19 years old, I wrote out a plan of everything I wanted to learn. And I decided to become a lifelong student of everything. And, uh, you know, when you go, you have, uh, I went to college. I have a college degree in accounting. I've done that. I've worked in private sector. I've worked in government. I've worked in education, medical field. I've done it all in the space of that. 
and, and you know, even auditing. So it's like, when you go through yeah. all of that, you get to see different aspects of different businesses from all sides. So I was a person that people would always call, hey, Candace, do you know how to do a website? And I'm like, uh, give me a couple hours, let me call you back. So I was one of those people that cherished their library card, that cherished the Small Business Administration for all the free classes they gave. And mm-hmm. I was even one of those people that at first, when you know I was first starting college uh, over 20 years ago, I could not get the grasp of Excel. You know, everybody know Lotus one, two, three, and all of that. But then when Excel became fancy and came out, it was like, okay, so what was I doing? Sitting in the computer classes at the local library with the local seniors, like, hey, what's going on? I brought coffee today, you know? <laughs> so um, over the years, I, I've delved into every industry. And I'm a person that if I don't know, I'm going to connect you with the best person, even if they're better than I am. That's who I am. You know, I, I will pass along a job if it's above the scope of what my team does. But the great thing about it is it hasn't happened yet. Nice, nice. But I like that mindset. And the truth of the matter is being able to pass on something that you're not an expert in allows you to focus on what you are an expert in and to continue to scale and grow. Right. You know, I, I remember when I started doing taxes years ago, you know, a client of mine said, hey, do you do estate taxes? I said, no. And I, and I said, I'll do your estate taxes. And you know how it is. You pick up a, a new type of return or whatever. You study hard. I mean, I, I gave my best to that. I spent weeks getting it together for her because I wanted it to be perfect. And it was perfect. But I learned something from that, too. If it's something that I'm not going to specialize in, I'm not going to do it. I'd rather pass it on so I can focus on what I want to be great at. And it sounds like, you know, you're you're good at a lot of different things. And then you figured out how to pull these team members together. So you don't have to learn how to do a website necessarily anymore. You can pass that off and still grow and scale. Do I have that right? Yep. That's that's a beautiful mindset for a business owner. I felt like this was a thing, too. I was having people come to me and ask me, how could they scale up? How could they, you know, better themselves? So like I have someone on my team that does animation, you know, all they do, they just make cartoons and, you know, all that kind of thing. And they were like, well, hey, how can I scale up? How can I get my marketing done? So to me, it's like, well, hey, I got some clients that like animation videos for trainings. Let's team up. I help you with your marketing. You help out the clients. You get paid for it. So what I created was a house where all the entrepreneurs live. Everybody that's on my team, they have their own brand. They have their own companies. They are their own entity, but they partner with me as a part of my firm to where we are helping each other brand build at the same time where the clients are getting A1, you know, A1 expert, phenomenal work for a lower price because we all collectively put our resources together, you know? So, that's you know, beautiful. yeah, that's what we I did. I love it. I love it. I love it. That, that's a nice way that you've just outlined for people who are at the point where, to me at least, who are ready to scale. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Joint partnerships are, you know, they can work if you outline it out and you actually look at, okay, these are my, you know, resources. I have these resources. You have these resources. What can we do together? You know, they use, they call it the old bartering system, right? So I'm cool with the barter, but this is the thing. We barter, everybody make money, but then everybody's getting, you know, the, the clients are getting a great product. They're getting a great service from the entire team. So we, we package ourselves that. And, you know, our prices are great. 
Nobody could beat my prices, especially in 2020, because I gave it all away for free. Ooh, Nobody could beat it. Yes, I did. Mm-mm-mm. Yes, I did. All right. Well, you, you know, I'm, you ain't no nonprofit now. <laughs> no. Well, okay. So let me tell you what happened in 2020. Uh, you know, when COVID-19 happened, uh, we, we have people on monthly contract with us for coaching and the different things that they do. Beautiful. We rather, we rather create it as one package than someone piecemealing it away in a price, you know? So mm-hmm. I said, okay, we have monthly contracts with people. But people were calling us because their spouses were getting furloughed or they were nine to fivers that did their, you know, companies part time. So we had people canceling contracts, you know, all through the month of April. And some people were really hurting, but they said, well, I can't afford to pay, you know, my rental space, all these things with no income coming in. So as a business owner, it's my job to uplift other business owners and support them during this time. So to me, why stop giving great service when I know that I can? You know, so it's like, okay, I'm going to send you an invoice. We're just going to make it a rolling invoice. When you can pay, you can, but I don't want you to stop your services. Because what's the point in us telling people to pivot if we're not going to teach them how to pivot their companies to get through COVID? What's the point of us encouraging people to get into small business in order to make a way for their families to eat if we're not going to give them the tools they need to succeed in the first place? So I gave it away for free. All of it. Nice. Nice. Wow. Very nice. So then it's not just about money. So then let me ask you this question because this is where the story matters for me, right? My podcast is entitled Stories of Success. So if yeah. it's not about money, how do you define success? Huh. That's a good question. I try. <laughs> look, look, you got the business guru stuff now, you know, on the radio, I'm used to giving the inspiration and the motivation. <laughs> but I would say this, I think success for me is still being able to drive down the street and seeing someone's company that I helped open in 2002 still have the same logo, even though my skills were not as great as they are now, they still cherish that same logo. And truthfully, for success for me is to see someone make it and, and see them win. That's my success. Because I know what that's like. Like, I was in my own way for 10 years, going through the whole self-doubt thing, and then letting money be a factor as to why I didn't launch. Mm. So for me and my team, you know, I'm okay with being considered the, you know, the, the discount consultant. The every, I consider myself the everyday man consultant, you know, okay. We're going to work that thing out. Even you got to cut my grass for six months. We're working that thing out for that website, okay? We're going to okay. work it out. You know? Okay, <laughs> you know? So <laughs> why not help an entrepreneur? And then this is the thing, too. I still have clients that are high-paying clients that will pay for services for those clients that can't afford it, you know? But for me, I rather just tell people, hey, you got an idea? Let's just get it going. Let me track your progress. And this is the thing for us. Every client, regardless if they were someone that paid or someone that was free, you have our services for a year, regardless if you have your inability to pay. But my whole thing is every client that we have within a six-month time, oh, yeah, they're, they're good in the green. So for okay. us, All right. you know, then at that time, we could make arrangements in regards to paying that invoice. If not, look at it as a donation from us. Okay. Too. 
All right. So you define success, if I got it straight, by or you measure your success by the success of others? Yes, but I look at it in regards to impact. Because any client that I work with, just because they said they have an idea, but what are you going to do for your community? So every person that I help mm. have to be doing something within the community or helping the community or how what's their give back? Because if you're not giving back to the community that pays you, you can't be my client, period. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So let's dig. I want to dig a little bit further then. So success, you, you want to have that, but, but it's something else there that you're talking about. How you contribute to your own community is important to you yeah. when you decide or you define uh, the Jones Consulting Firm's success. Is that well, right? I, I look at the Joseph Consulting Firm as a firm that's willing, that wants to make impact, but they want to be the catalyst. You know, we, we want to be a right. part of the journey because you think about it. Every time when you open up a business and you have clients, you're taking them along a journey. Same thing for someone that's a writer, someone that's a filmmaker. You, you want people along for the journey. So as your consultant, I want to be there for your journey. I want to be that person that you call if you have a hiccup with an employee. So then, okay, let me go ahead and send you over here to our, you know, human resource management consultant. You know, let me do that for you. Okay, your product isn't selling in your store. We're going to come out and measure how many sales you get in an hour. But then we're going to look at your retail space and maybe suggest some changes and come in and bring in a decorator to redecorate. You know, we want to be there for your entire journey. So for me, I, I guess I could say that our firm's success is based on the impact that it makes within the community in the entrepreneur and nonprofit space. You nice, know, uh, nice. it's, it's intrinsic for me. It's intrinsic for me. It's not an intrinsic thing. I, I look at the inside motivation as to what can we do to better our society? And if I make money along the way, great. You know, I'm not someone that's impressed by big houses, big cars, big bank accounts. Because if you're not doing anything for your community, it means nothing to me. Nice. That's beautiful. I like that. So then here's the, well, since you don't care about the the big bank account, not the million dollar question, the hundred thousand dollar question <laughs> or the dollar question. Do you consider yourself to be successful in your business journey? Yes. I know you do. You yes. know why? Because I always see you smiling, right? And and that yeah. might that might sound trite, but when you see a business owner who's always smiling, you know that something's working. <laughs> That's how yeah. I see it. And the, the, the thing about it is, it's like I, I tell people all the time, like, okay, I, I do get paid, but I'm I'm a comfortable person. You know, I, I look my retirement account is great. Okay, I can retire in nine years, and I'm 41 years old, so I, I don't have an issue with you know, money. I think for me is more so about how people are taking their shot of what their dreams are. You know, you're, you're worthy of all the things that you dream about. If you dream about being a business owner, you think about writing that book, you think about making that film, you're supposed to do it regardless. It just, you know, it took me a long time to get to this smile. Okay. It took me a long time. Nice. So I'm gonna, add, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I wanna jump into that because that's what yeah. this is all about, right? This whole being successful and it's not and and honestly i've spoken to many owners now it's not about dollars i have not i think i had maybe one person that said oh you know it's it, it, it's tied a lot to the money but most people it's a lot different things but the journey to get there 
it's just what you said. You know, you smiling today, but there was a journey, right? So what helped you to to progressively reach that successful journey, if that makes sense? Did I say it right? What helped yeah. you to do that? Because that's what I want people to learn. I asked for help. I asked for assistance. I asked for coaching. I asked other entrepreneurs that were successful, can I shadow you? You know, can, can I be your assistant for a month? Let me see what makes you tick. You know, I was, I'm a, I am an introvert by nature. I am a shy really? person. Yes. Yes, I am. Okay. I don't think people understand the value of Netflix, a chess set, and a Snuggie, okay? <laughs> that is like my whole world, you know? Okay. Uh, you know? So I am that, but I know that people have to see my face in order to know what greatness there is out there. So that's why I started the radio show. That's why I do the motivational speeches. That's why I do the red carpet interviews with you know, uh, entrepreneurs at vending, you know, vending spots. I want people to know great entrepreneurs that are out here. Because a lot of times people know, if you don't know where to find somebody, how can you, first of all, how can you support them? How can you patronize their businesses, uh, get that great product or get that great service if you don't know where to find them? And I have people on my show from all over the globe. And I love it because some people, you know, when you go on radio shows, you, you pay for that. But for me, it's all free. Nice. Every time. Every time. And I create a video package of their interview because why? People need marketing aids. They need marketing aids. So how is it that, you know, so that way they can grow and people can see what they do. Because sometimes you'll get a business owner that can't explain what they do. They just know that they're excited about their company, but they mm -hmm. can't explain it. So I ask the tough questions. I pull it out of them and I package it and I give it to them as a gift. Why not? It's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. So you have uh, gotten successful on your journey by seeking the help of others and then you pay it forward. Yes. I and I paid it. attention. I paid attention to those lessons, those seminars you go to, those master classes. It's nothing without the execution of it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You know, you know how many classes I go to and be like, write three pages of notes and then take the notes and put them on the desk. And then eight months later, say, oh, and these notes. I don't even look at them. Uh -huh. I, I, you're being, I'm in business for a lot of years now. It's been almost 20. It might have taken me 10 of those years to say, if I'm going to go to a class, I need to implement the lessons. You know, yes. some of us are a little slower learners. It took me a little longer for that one. And but see, it matters, you know. Yeah, it matters. And then the thing about it is, like, I work with 17 entrepreneurs, right? But one of them, uh, she's on my team. She is a strategist. You know, so she's a strategist, but this is the thing. We not only go through the strategy for our clients, we create a learning plan for our clients. If they don't know how to read financial records, we're going to find someone to teach them. If they don't know why they need the importance of online marketing as well as offline marketing, we're going to teach them a class. Okay. If they don't know why their website shouldn't be all dark and gloomy, you know, when you're sitting here talking about kids education, you know, we're going to have a class for that. So but at the same time, we have to teach each other as well. So yes. each person that's a part of my team, they have a learning plan. I have a learning plan. I put myself in CEO boot camp because I was like, okay, my team is getting bigger. I have to make sure I can manage all these personalities. That is a yeah. challenge. I'm learning that. My team is not nearly as big as yours. I keep everything small. But as I've grown, it's like managing 
is a is a whole special talent or yeah. trained is. behavior. I don't know what, what the right phrase, you know, but I'm learning that too. As you grow, you know, I, I've been like I said, almost 20 years. So I've had a small, I always had a nice small staff, one, two people. And as it starts to grow, it's like, wait a minute, this it's a whole different thing when you work with more people. So you train yourself. I like that. That's um, I didn't want to cut you off, but I'm sorry. You, you you when you said it, it was powerful to me. And I love when I hear these things for people who are listening, I like to try to extract it for them, right? If you're going to grow your business, which everybody wants to do, always invest in training yourself, right? And that training is going to evolve over time, right? You might've started learning one thing, but like you said, now you're in CEO bootcamp or you've done CEO bootcamp. You might not have started that way, but you realized where you were in your journey as you were growing and then you said, this is, the, this is where I need to invest. I love it. That's right. I'm sorry, go, please. I don't, I'm sorry if I cut no, you no, off. You're fine. No, you're I get fine. geeked. I get so geeked when this, I hear these gems. This is the flow of conversation. I tell this you, I learned so much. On my radio show, I do not give people preempted questions. Because it's, it, to me, I feel like this. You should be able to tell me about you in the first two minutes we talking. Everything else is free flow. I just want to know, because how how can you get someone invested in who you are, invested in your business, your product, your service, if they don't know about you? So for me, instead of it being so robotic, I want the human element there because we're buying into you when we, you know, when we buy that product or we come to you for that service, we're buying into your vision. Yeah, yeah. Tell me the vision. I don't need yeah. to. Why do I need to give you preemptive questions for me to tell you about your vision? Yeah, no love way. it, love it. Yeah. It's interesting because they say people do business with those they know, like, and trust. You ever heard that one before? Know, like, and trust. Yes. You know, so all things being equal, you know, they're going to say, well, I like this lady or I like this guy. I feel comfortable with them. I know that they have my best interest at heart. So it really is important that we convey who we are more than what we do, right? Because I can find what you do anywhere. Well, not anywhere, but you know what I mean. But yeah, I can't like find, and, you know, yeah, but I can't find you that. anywhere. I can only find you within you. That's right. True. And so business owners is the same thing. You might sell socks. Well, you know, you I can find socks anywhere, but I can't find your socks except with you. So I got to know who you are in some way, shape or form. I, I, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm. I, I get all caught up. Sorry. So I'm going to I'm going to no, step. No, no. I'm going to pump my brakes. <laughs> I'm going to pump my brakes. Uh, I'm going to ask you another question because I think this one is going to be tied highly to what we're talking about. And I think it's going to make a lot of sense. What do you think is the um, single biggest quality? Single, right? So we have a lot of quality. The most important quality to be a successful business owner. Just be you. Just be you. Like... Uh, I guess the best way of saying it is people always say, be your authentic self, right? I was thinking authenticity, yeah. You know, be your authentic self. Like, I'm a person, I, when I meet someone, you might meet me with a t-shirt on, with some blue jeans on, and some tennis shoes and a backpack. You know, I will walk in your office, you know, with my cane, because I walk with a cane, and, uh, you know, I'm coming in full force. You know, uh, you might see, you might see that, Candice. Or depending on the atmosphere, you might see the Candace that has the pearls and a business suit on. You might see that Candace. I see the lady with the pearls. That's it. So, you know, I, I have to, 
I have to be me. So however I'm feeling that day, that's what I'm feeling. But please understand, the greatest is going to show within my work. You know what I mean? So it's like, it doesn't matter. People always say, oh, well, you always want to show up like you're doing business. That's true. But we have to make sure that sometimes we forget that we're human too. You know, when we're sitting out talking to someone and, oh, you can sit there and give someone your entire resume and the last, you know, 20 years of experience you had. Yes. But what about the human side of you? Yeah. You, you have to be able to connect with people. Yeah. So for me, be your authentic self. And I'm a person I would tell people some days I want to dress up. Some days I don't. That's true. I love it. You I know, love that authenticity. My office, you might see the cleanest office on earth. And, you know, sometimes you're going to see a, a, a stack of books and papers in a corner, a back of, uh, you know, binders. You know, you, you might see that you're not going to come in and see me with a clean desk all the time. So I'd rather be who I am. So that way people can know, like, this is, look, this is who I am, but this is why I can make you great. I love it. I like that authenticity line, uh, not line, but statement, because it's so true. I remember years ago and I have a good friend. I mean, she's like my sister. We would, you know, first video I ever did, you know, I don't, this was years ago, way before it was even popular. And I, and I said, Hey, I want you to check it out. And she said to me, Mark, you need to wear a tie. And I said, but Tan, I don't, I don't ever wear ties. Like not, not for work, but that, that, that looks so unprofessional. I said, well, let me say, this is how I feel. If you don't want to hire me because I don't have a tie on, then I probably don't want to work with you because that's not who I am. I want you to be you and I want to be me, you know, authenticity, right? Yes. We'll find the people who we need to have that natural draw to one another. They can't look at it and say, well, this guy, now I wear shirts. I always wear shirts with cufflinks, right? I mean, I just, it's what I like. People are like, you wear cufflinks with jeans? That's just me. That's what I like, but it's who I am. And yeah. if people, if owners can be their authentic self, and I'm just using your, if they can be their authentic self, they'll be happier in their business too. Would you agree? I would, I do agree about that. You know, the thing about it is that nobody likes to meet the representative, you know, the, the representative, you know what I mean? And that's in like any place in life. That's in friendship, kinship, relationship, business, that nobody wants to meet the representative. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to meet your spokesperson. Okay, Candace, you know, if I mean Candace the spokesperson or I mean Candace the business guru, who am I meeting? Which Candace am I meeting? You're meeting Candace. And I just so happens to be the business guru. <laughs> you know, you're meeting kids. I love it. I love it. You know what I mean? So I know you see my eyes go all over the place. I'm always <laughs> writing notes. I, even when I'm doing podcasts, I'm always writing notes. So like when you're dropping these gems, I'm sitting here. I'm, I'm a I'm a cheat if you're watching the video. I'm, I I usually get a bit <laughs> <laughs> you you're dropping gems lady and i think it's amazing what you're telling us and i love that nobody wants to meet the representative it's true you got it i love it i'm sorry go ahead you were saying i got clients like that i think that's the reason why when people come to my office you will meet me in a t-shirt and some jeans because i want you to break down that barrier you know like when people walk into our office suite is warm, it's inviting. You're gonna see people that are dressed up. You're gonna see people in, you know, in our photography studio that are in jeans and hoodies. You know what I mean? So you're gonna you're gonna do that. You're gonna walk through the door and you're gonna see the magazines that I've been on and all of that. You're gonna see that on the table. You're gonna see that on the wall. But as you walk in, it gets warmer. 
it gets warmer. It doesn't look so much like a bank. It, it, gotcha. it gets warmer as you walk in. And gotcha. uh, that's the atmosphere that I want. And so a lot of times, even on Zoom, I sometimes I sit at my kitchen table and say, okay, so tell me about you. And they'd be like, okay, well, you, you know, are you sure about this meeting? You have on a beanie and a sweatshirt? Yes, I am. Tell me about you. I love it. I love it. This yeah. is who you are. Yeah. We're complex beings, right? Yes. So yeah. I can do the same job if I'm in my t-shirt today or my sweatshirt or my dress shirt. There you go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And so single most important quality, be your authentic self. I'm going to steal this one. Nobody wants to meet your representative. Be oh. you. I love it. And if I meet the real you, then I know if I want to really do business with you. It's all good. It's all good. I love it. I love it. Let me ask you, um, you talked about it a little bit earlier. You've had mentors in the past. You've had contribute contributors. Can you give us just maybe one example of how a mentor or a coach helped you on your path? Like something specific. They helped me do. Okay. So the biggest learn, the biggest lesson that I learned, and that's the reason why we have a learning strategist on our team in regards to giving people a plan. It was like, okay, when I first formed my team, it was like, okay, I got all these great entrepreneurs. They're giving out assignments. You know, we're boosting each other's brand. But then it came down to what's the plan for them to be greater and to be bigger. You know, I had to be realistic and say, okay, everybody's on my team. They're entrepreneurs in their own right. They have their own niche. They're not going to want, you know, maybe not be a part of Joe's consulting firm forever. So right. how can I grow them as individuals as well as being able to foster, you know, the greatness within entrepreneurs that we help? So I had to sit back and say, okay, each person, I'm going to have a one-on-one -on -one strategy lesson with them, but we're going to, we're also going to do with a plan. So that's what I learned from one of my mentors, it was like, okay, you guys are doing this for other people, but why aren't you doing it for yourself? Mm. And it was like, light bulb. You know, how can we all grow together and be bigger and be more global? You know, we operate locally, but our mindset is always global. So how can we be more global in thought if we only foster the, you know, the education side for our clients and not for ourselves? So, you know, everybody's like, okay, well, Candace, you do it for you. And I said, yeah, but I never thought about actually sitting down with each person in my firm and saying, okay, what are your bigger dreams? What's your bigger purpose? This is where you are now. Where do you want to be in five, 10 years? You know, do you want to go on podcasts and talk? Do you want to be in radio? What, what, what are your dreams? I want to know, you know, because I, I never wanted anything to be like a, a dictator system. Right, right. I'm telling people, well, hey, this is your new client. This you're going to do for them. These are the deliverables. This is the timeline. I never wanted to do that. I didn't want to be that type of CEO. I want to be the CEO that you could call on the phone and say, hey, this is a problem I'm having. How can we work through this? Hey, can oh, we schedule yeah. a call? I need you to explain this to me. And then in turn, I call and say, okay, well, you know how you did that transition on that video? Okay, how did you work that out? Did you do that by code or what was that? You know, so I wanted that where everybody feel comfortable with coming to me and I want to come to them, but we all created a learning plan for each other. So like that was that. the biggest lesson. Nice, nice, collaborative. I, I like that approach too. Um, yeah. You know, you might be the CEO, but that doesn't mean that you have all the answers. And if you allow people the freedom to be them, 
boy, it really makes a nice environment. I like that lesson too, because I always, I always say this coaches have coaches, right? So I'm a business coach too, but I have a coach. <laughs> and that's one lesson they taught me. Uh, the same one you're talking about, you know, you, you might be telling everybody else what to do, but in order for you to really know what's successful, you got to do it for yourself. So for the first time a few years ago, I sat down and created my own growth plan that I was doing for others and light bulbs went off. So I really, that, that's a really important lesson. And I like to ask that question of owners who are successful uh, because sometimes people listen and they don't have coaches or they don't have mentors, they don't have advisors. And they say, well, I can, I can figure it out. And it's true, you can. But when you hear concrete examples of how some people who are successful were able to break through something, you realize the value. Yeah. Don't be so prideful that you don't ask for help. You started off saying, we I asked you about your success and you said, Hey, I, I asked help. I, I got help. Yes. You said you invested in yourself. I got that. I got that education, but you said you asked for help. It takes you to the next level. So I just wanted to extract that and highlight that because I think you've, you're uh, exemplifying so wonderfully what makes a person successful. You've yeah. got a lot of knowledge, a lot of background, but you grab Chase help that. when you can too. Yeah, and then this is the thing too, because I did not want my company to be a dictatorship. Everybody has their own C-suite name. Hmm, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I have the, you know, of course you have the standards, the CEO, the COO, you know, chief operating officer. Then I have my chief marketing. Then I have my chief learning strategist. Then I have my chief of uh, <laughs> technology. I have, you know what I mean? So everybody has that C series name. Like they, they have it because my thing is this, they in their own right are greatness. You know what I mean? In their own business, their own niche, they are great within themselves. So why would I come in and bring someone and say, oh, I'm the CEO, but you're going to be the director of marketing or you're going to be the you know, director of innovation and you're going to be the director of, you know, client uh, relations. No, you're the chief, you're the head. You you are the head of your department. You are the Love chief it. in my life that's going to bring our <laughs> entrepreneurs to the top. So it's, it's not, a, you know, the organization chop like a diamond, it goes down and spread out. No, it's one line. Nice. One line. Everybody's on the same level here. So, Beautiful. yeah. Beautiful. Cool. I love it. I love it. I'm going to give you this next question. This is going to be um, the wrap up question. Um, I know you're going to knock it out the park because you've already given us a million gems, but I always ask this one because I, I kind of like to think that people who are new business owners always need something, one thing to take. So it, what advice would you give? And you've done it a million times to a brand new business owner. Study your craft. Come on now. Sorry. Come on, write that one down too. Study your craft. Go ahead. Okay, so this is this is the thing. Like, okay, if if I want to be someone that's a clothing designer, I need to go out and study other designers. I need to know the history of the fabrics. I need to know where to get the textiles. I need to know how to get those things, right? So if I'm someone that's going into business, I have to study. You know, I'm not saying that you have to know, oh, the return of investment and you know, go in and, and evaluate your insights and I'll, no, have a working knowledge of how those things work, have a working knowledge, okay? But this is the thing, when it comes to whatever your business is, whatever your niche is, never stop learning that. 
Don't think because you've done it one time that that's it. Oh, okay, I got a money maker. These are only five products I'm going to ever sell. Why? Every day the world is evolving, so you should too. Love it. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Study your craft. Craft and keep studying, keep learning, evolve. That's, you know, and be patient with yourself and forgive yourself for everything that works and everything that doesn't work. Right? So I talk about that on my radio show. People say, what do you mean? I said, you have to forgive yourself for your successes and your failures. Reason why I say failures is because we all take that hit. If a business owner tells me that they haven't failed, then I know I can't trust them. And I don't want to be good business. Oh, they started yesterday. <laughs> right. You know, so I want, I'm okay with failing. I failed. And I'm okay with saying that I failed in the past and things that I wanted to do, but I had to get the right plan. I had to get the right strategy and education. So when things that are work, that worked out, you're always trying to beat the next best thing. You have to forgive yourself in those moments and say, well, you know, okay, I, you know, today I'm out of ideas. I'll try to get in tomorrow. So you have to forgive yourself for every success and every failure in order to get to your breakthrough, in order to get to success. Beautiful. I love, I'm going to end it on that note. Candace. this was a blast. I want to thank you so much uh, because you, I, I stole 10 gems at least. So I'm going to have 10 rings on the finger. Like uh, Bill Russell had 12. I, I might've I might got two more out of it. Thank you so much. Uh, it was fun chatting with you and I hope we continue to see you on your journey to success. Thank uh, you. Thank you so very much. I appreciate the opportunity. Oh, my pleasure. Did you like that interview? Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, Business SOS. And please drop a comment, like us, and share. If you are a successful business owner and would like to be considered for an interview, visit us at mcataxprep.com slash business SOS. Fill out our form and we'll reach out to you. Our next story of success will be in two weeks. Don't forget to tune in.